Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Hello Walnut, it is me Laz here for another episode of Walnut Wednesday and this week is a very special week because I have a guest visiting us, Melanie Hudis. Welcome! Thank you so much, I'm happy to be here with you. I'm so excited to get into this conversation but before we do anything, Melanie, I will just get you to introduce yourself to the Walnuts who may not have met you on the on the internet or in the world before. Okay, well, I am an energy alchemist, and I work with primarily women to help them shift what isn't working in their lives into something that they're so excited to show up for in the world. So I do this through trauma healing, through connecting to our spiritual side. I believe all of us can connect to spirit, and just through coming back to the truth of who we are and embracing our authentic selves. I love how delicious this is. Tell me a little bit more about energy alchemist and what that means to you. Okay. So that's my, my current iteration because I change everything all the time. I am always in flow and I'm always curious to see what could be coming down the line. The reason why I chose the title energy alchemist for now is that I can read energy So I can read the body's energy, bodies talk to me, I can connect to spirit, spirit talks to me, to, I mean, plants, to literally anything. So anything that is energy, which is literally everything on earth and beyond, I can read it. And the alchemy part is just coming from the idea that what is lead can be turned into gold. So what is heavy, what is dark, what is weighing us down? can absolutely be transformed into something that is sparkly and light and very valuable. And I found that that was the most accurate way to describe what it is that I do with people because the work that I do is kind of hard to describe. It's hard to pin down. And that was, well, that is what I feel encompasses what I do for now. And that can and will change. Yeah, I I love that because I've always found it really hard to describe like that side of myself. And I'm I'm curious, what what kind of flavor of energy moving do you do you do? Um, or is it just general the moving of energy? Does that make sense? Does my question make sense? It it makes sense as much as my answer will make sense, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which is, I love the way you put it, the flavor of energy. So how I work is um, I have all the clairs. So I can see energy, I can feel it, I can hear it, I just know it. And I have the ability to change it. And how that happens depends on the person that I'm working with, because every single person is an individual. So I don't follow a protocol. When you come and see me, we do A and then B and then C, because I don't know what you need until I know you. I don't know what you need. And even Mm -hmm. then what you need changes. We're constantly evolving as individuals and as humans. So what happens is I talk to your body. I talk to my spirit guides and I get all of the messages, all of the energy talks to me. And that's how I know in any particular situation, how I can help someone shift 
transmute and change. And it could be, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. It could be a mental thing. It could be mindset work. It could be clearing past lives. It could be doing ancestral clearing, um, somatic work within the physical body. Literally, there's no limits. And again, that's why it's so hard to talk about because I could spend three hours explaining to you all of the different things that happen, but I never know which collection of things will happen with any particular person. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. And can you do, do you do some of it remotely? Like could a little New Zealander Kiwi Walmart (laughs) book a session with you from across the world? Absolutely. I only work remotely and there's a very good reason for that. So years ago, decades ago, I used to do in-person work and I found that my energy, my attention was very much split because the person would be on my table and I'd want to know, are you warm enough? Are you comfortable? Can I adjust this? Do you have to go to the bathroom? Can I get you a glass of water? Are the lights dim enough? And so a large portion of my focus was going to things that weren't really helping, right? And when I started doing it remotely, I do it over Zoom just like this, what happened was the responsibility for the person's comfort was on them. They were in their home. They were already comfortable in the right temperature and all that. So I could spend 100% of my focus doing the actual energy work. So when I started shifting to online per- or online sessions, the healing became more potent, which I found surprising. I, and um, so now I only do it online. I love that so much because you've just given me so much permission. So the reason why I asked what flavor energy and all that sort of thing was because um, I am a Reiki master qualified at that level um, energy work also. But um, I was, at, you know, I needed a modality to help me get into the swing of things we all do yeah but I recently um you know I needed the rule book to help me tune in tune out get a feel for what things are and then I recently stepped out of using Reiki and the the things that come with it and just doing my own thing and found oh wow I'm still magic. <laughs> I'm still magic without, um, you know, yeah. without the structure of of that. And um, for donkey for for donkeys years for as long as I've been trained in energy healing, I have always been weird about people coming into my space, and I've always thrived a lot more when I've done it, um, you know, remotely. And yeah. I I I did. Uh, you know, be brave and walnut it a little bit by changing from just an email response um, where we didn't see each other. It was just, I do the healing, you sit somewhere and then I'll email you anything that kind of pops up. That's how it sort of began. I did kind of walnut a little bit and then start doing like what you said on the Zoom, just being there together so we can have a conversation afterwards rather than me sort of trying to type out everything. Um, Yeah. But yeah, when people have been like, oh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll have an in-person one with you soon. I'm, I've always sort of said, oh, my room's not ready, <laughs> you know, or, been, or like, because oh. my space never feels, it's my space. It's like hard yeah. to describe it. My space doesn't feel ready to welcome. I'll do like, I'll have my partner on the table in there or something like that. But yeah. um, 
it doesn't feel ready like my home doesn't feel like it wants to have that I don't know I can't really describe it but you've basically just given me a big permission slip to go it's fine to do oh, it so glad as, a, as I've been doing it <laughs> I like again I find it's even more effective and people certainly were hesitant at the beginning how mm. can it work but as we know energy isn't bound by time or space and when I explained it to them in the way that I explained it to you they're like oh mm. so I actually get more healing that way and I'm like yes And just as an aside, with the energy in your home, I am exactly the same way most healers are because we're so sensitive and so open. That's how we can do the work that we do, that anything that comes in that isn't ours can really upset our experience. I have a portal that I have set up outside of my home. And the intention is anyone or anything that comes into my home gets cleared through the portal, all of their junk, all of their entities, all of their bullshit gets held in the portal while they're in my home. And then when they leave, they can either take it with them or it can be cleared and removed for them. So Mm -hmm. nothing low vibe is allowed in my house ever. Oh, well, that would uh, save me a lot of money on energy clearings. (laughs) It would. (laughs) I highly recommend it. Did you make, did you create the portal yourself full of, with the intentions or did someone out, did you yeah. call in someone? No, out? I do it. Yeah, exactly the same way. You can use Reiki. You can just use loving intention. You can use salt. You can use crystals. I'm a big believer that we all have magic to share with this world. And just like how you moved away from the structure of Reiki into your own version of energy healing, we all have the ability to do that. So whatever feels in alignment and feels powerful for you. Mm. that's what I would do to set it up and it's going to look different than how I do it but it that's a good thing right we need to do it the way that makes sense to us amazing yeah I I totally agree and Melanie I'm curious now that we've gotten into this how did you get into like how did your journey um start well I have always So I've always spoken to spirit. I've never not had that experience. I actually grew up thinking that everyone had that experience. I didn't understand that that was different than the way most people functioned. I didn't figure that out until I was probably in my teens. And I started doing tarot readings for other people. And they were kind of blown away by how I could know information about someone I'd never met. Mm. And I thought, well, how, how do you not know all the things about all the people? Like, <laughs> I just thought that was common knowledge. Yeah. And I started to realize that not everyone did experience life that way. And I shut it down and I stopped tuning in and I disconnected from spirit because as a teenager, you don't want to be the weird kid, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I already was the weird kid. I don't think I will ever not be the weird person in the room. Yeah. I'm cool with that. <laughs> But there was a limit, right? And then I really didn't live very spiritually at all. I went to university and then I started working in finance, the most unspiritual place you can possibly work, (laughs) right? And then when my youngest was born, she um, got possessed. A demon took over her body and in order to help her, I had to pull all of my magic back. And then I just never let it go again. 
oh my gosh, I need more. Can we, can I, can we, can you share more information about how did sure. you ask Were you me anything? That? What do you want to know? Were you the holder of this, of the experience to get rid of that entity for your daughter or? No, um, not at all. Yeah. So like I said, it, at that point, I was totally shut down. I was not connected. I had no idea. We had taken her to pediatrician, to pediatrician, you know, trying to get a diagnosis, trying to figure out what the heck was going on. She would only do it in front of, in front of me primarily. So it was one of those situations where um, I would be explained. I was a stay at home mom at the time. And I would be explaining to people what was happening and they didn't believe me. Oh, it can't be that bad. You know, toddlers are always a handful and dismissing my experience. But what would happen is she would change. You could see in her eyes, like her Mm -hmm. eyes would glaze over and she would start to act like an animal. And she had incredible strength, very tiny, has always been, still is very tiny, but at two could pick up a chair and throw it across the room at me. It was very violent. I would have to call my husband to help me get her off of me. Like it was not normal Mm. tantrums and toddler behavior. And so this progressed until around four, she was four. And I remember saying to my mom, I can't do this anymore. Like, take her. I'm done. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, please, like, don't give up. We're going to figure this out. And she had a friend who had a friend who had a friend who knew a shaman. Ah. And it was like one of those Hail Marys, like, I'll try anything. And so we called this shaman, explained what was going on. He's like, oh, there's an entity attachment. I'll get it. And that <laughs> night while she slapped, boop, like he plucked it out, fixed everything. And then it took, because this had been from three months of age until four. So it was a really rooted in her experience and her behaviors. Mm. So he cleared it and explained to me what was happening. But then such a blessing from the universe. He said to me, Melanie, you have to help her shift this. Like you have to take your power back. And so he gave me all of the instructions of what I had to do every day to help clear all of the residual energy out of her. Mm. And that's what brought me back into my healing was healing my daughter. And then in turn, the instructions or like the little schedule list kind Mm -hmm. of reawoke that, that practicing kind of like me with the with the Reiki modality too. I mean, yeah, and extreme thing. Um, well, it's, it's just a different experience. And Reiki was my next step. I always call mm-hmm. Reiki the gateway drug into spirituality because it's like what most people start with. Yeah. And I too got Reiki and it just expanded from there, much like yourself. Yeah. I do find like with the attunements that you get with from your from your teacher, I feel they do kind of like open some sort of, Oh, for sure. Or deliciousness into you. You know, like the, I feel like you do need that, I, you know, for me personally. Anyway, I have my my thoughts and beliefs. Wow. Oh, my God. And I only laugh when you said um, that the shaman just plucked it out and it went away because it was just like, you know, you mentioned from three months to like four. Four years. <laughs> so, of yeah. course, it just. It just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we couldn't believe it. And when. When she woke up the next morning, she was a totally different kid. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. So it was so inspiring to me to because I had always had the the gifts to connect and to feel, but I didn't understand them. Mm. And I didn't 
I certainly didn't understand my power within them. Mm. Did you feel after the shaman had come and done his work and then you continuing to do your work, did you feel fear again or did you feel like, no, I am strong. We've done this before. I can do anything sort of thing. Did it empower did you? Feel, it did empower me, but that doesn't mean I didn't feel fear, yeah. right? Walnuts know that you feel mm-hmm. the fear and you do it anyway, right? That's, That's a part of it. But yeah, it was, I had a lot of very unsettling experiences because part of coming to the place where I am now and embracing the totality of who I am was doing my trauma work, was looking at all of the dark stuff that had happened to me. And there was a lot of stuff that I had repressed that I had forgotten. And so that was the terrifying part, not connecting to spirit, not standing in my power. It was accepting what had happened to me. Mm. that was the biggest challenge for me but I worked through it and it got easier and yeah at first it's like trudging through disgusting stinky mud it's such hard work so I just I'm I'm so grateful for the work that you do for other women in the world because even the tiniest thing can just get stuck and build up Mm -hmm. and it makes this murky mucky yeah so just thank you for your work and I'm glad we got onto this topic because I wanted to talk a little bit about the um the trauma healing and how I mean like you say it can bring up a lot of darkness and a lot of heaviness when you're Mm -hmm. doing it for other people how how do you keep yourself um, spiritually clean? You know, all the, what is it called? Spiritual hygiene to yes. <laughs> turn that off from when you have just hold, held space for something so heavy for somebody else and not let that, you know, join your pit of sludge. Um, and just, I only ask because there are, there are lots of walnuts who, not necessarily energy healers, but um, we have lots of sensitive sausages in the walnut tree. <laughs> Lots of very highly emotional. <laughs> yeah. And um, we're all very sensitive. We're very emotional and we're very like, you know, me in the past, also recovering people pleaser, sucked up mm-hmm. people's energy and held on to it. And I'd love to know if you, I mean, I know you'll you'll have a, a ritual in the spiritual practice when you're doing it, but also just for the everyday walking through malls, um, yes. being in a toxic work environment. How do you keep that kind of boundary at bay from other people's energy or when you close off from trauma work especially so the first thing I would like to say around that is I believe that everyone is an empath and Mm. this is you know a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot now but every single one of us on this planet is a sensitive sausage as you put it (laughs) every single one of us has the ability to feel energy to change energy to connect it's just that we've been taught either to shut it down or to not trust it when it comes up. So I just want to acknowledge that anyone who is listening to this, this applies to you. If you have ears, if you're human, if you're alive, this applies to you. Mm -hmm. So as far as general clearing, like you said, there is absolutely a hygiene routine. It's as important as brushing your teeth, having a shower. Mm -hmm. But what I have found to be the most important, not only in my work, but in healing others or helping others heal rather is standing in your power. And so it's an exercise that I do. Well, I do it multiple times a day because of the work I do, but even just Mm -hmm. once in the morning, if you imagine your solar plexus, so just your belly, right? Mm -hmm. There is a chakra right there, which is your power center. 
And if you can just put your hands on your belly and imagine a ball of fire, right? And this is your beautiful, loving power. It, it doesn't have to be a ball of fire. It can be a sparkly cloud. It can be whatever you want. And as you breathe, you just envision this power expanding. So the power fills your entire body. Then it fills your aura. Then it fills your room. And you expand your energy out as far as you want. And this is really helpful because all of your space is filled up. So when you go to the mall, when you go to that stressful job, when you take trauma from others, there's no space for it to actually stick. You might mm. feel it temporarily, but it's going to bounce right back out. And it also creates a bit of a buffer. So if anyone's trying to send you any bad juju or, you know, do anything nefarious. Yeah, exactly. You have, I don't like to use the word protection because when we block energy to protect, we're also blocking out all the good, all of the joy, all the pleasure, all of the fun. So it just acts as a buffer so that you're still going to feel things, but again, they're not going to be able to stick. And the best way to keep your energy clear is to prevent all of that crap from coming in and sticking to you in the first place. Mm. So if I could pick one thing, that's what it would be. Every morning before you even get out of bed, just take 30 seconds if that's all you've got. Focus on your power center, envision that expanding, and just set your intention that you are going to be walking around in your own energy for the day. Oh. That is such a good little tangible piece of advice. Well, as tangible as energy can be. Can be. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to ask you my token question very soon, Melanie, but do you have, before before we wrap up, is there anything on your heart that you feel like you haven't shared that you think a walnut might benefit from hearing or anything you want to mm. raise about yourself? Or well, based, based on the conversation we've had, I would just say that every walnut out there, like I said, you have the ability to do this. I am no different than you. We are all the same. The only thing that's stopping you is your trust in your own abilities and possibly the opinions of others, because it can be a little unnerving in order to share with the world, hey, I talk to dead people or I can see auras mm -hmm. or whatever it is that your particular gift is. But the world really needs more of us to be in our truth and shining our light in the world right now. And I'm mm. not saying to do it for someone else, do it for yourself only. But I'm just encouraging you to take the next step towards embracing who you are, all of what you are, and sharing your own magic with the world. That's so beautiful. Thank you for that delicious divine permission slip, Melanie. Um, where if a walnut is like Les, you haven't asked her where I can find her on the internet, where I can book a reading from the minute this interview started. Um, please, can you let us know where to find you on the internet? Sure. It's really easy. My website is melaniehustis.com and I'm on Instagram at melaniehustis. So it's a rare name. I don't think there's any other energy workers with that name doing what I do. So pretty easy to find. Perfect. And I will link it in the show notes for us for that as well if you want to book a reading or just have a chat and talk about what it is you might need from from Melanie if you require it um but Thank token you. question for you my beautiful banana um I ask all my guests this it is what does being a walnut mean to you 
So I actually really thought about this because I listened to your podcast, which is why I asked if I could be a part of it. So I knew that this was coming and I wanted to give a really honest answer. And I thought of all of the quote unquote, walnutty or brave things that I had done in my life. And none of them really felt potent enough, you know, to what being a walnut is. And what it all came down to is accepting my truth and being okay with that truth and it being different than others, but then being willing to take action on it. So whether that was sharing it with someone, whether that was, you know, showing up to an event, whether that was starting my business, whether that was asking for help. But I think that's what being a walnut is to me is being able to accept the truth about yourself and then to take the necessary action on it. Ah, oh, that I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing. It's so, yeah, it's so considered because it's one thing to um, think the things and <clears throat> feel the things. And you do have to sit mm-hmm. with that for a while as well, right? Absolutely. But yes. The, the walnutting is in, in the action and the actually doing it and going mm-hmm. forth. Um, so that's a beautiful description of being a walnut, Melanie. Thank you very, very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> um, walnut, if you enjoyed this episode, take a little screeny shot or share or tag us, reach out if you've got any questions. Jump in the walnut tree if you want to communicate with us further. Um, and I will link everything in the show notes to get in touch with Melanie. And as always, Walnut, thank you very, very much for your time and for being here with us today. And Melanie honestly thank you for all the hard work that you do for women in the world um it is no easy feat working with such heavy such heaviness and there's a lot of it and like you say we need more um people shining their lights especially at this time there's a lot Mm -hmm. going on in the woo-woo ethers that I'm not going to get into but um it's really really important so Thank you very much for the work you do, but also thank you for visiting Walnut Wednesday. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Laz. I had such a good conversation. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. All right, Walnut, have a happy Walnut Wednesday, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.